Hello, Unpolished NBA audience. I'm your host, Monique Mills. And on this episode, we're going to talk about the pros and the cons. And I don't want to say cons, but there are some disadvantages to ungating your knowledge. When I'm on LinkedIn, there are some of the most brilliant, amazing people on there. When I go on there and I'm reading the information that some of my network has posted, it's literally like walking through a library and being exposed to all these different types of authors and genres and information in different formats. And some of the content is is really just extraordinary. And so I, I really, I understand why some people will just kind of do a little teaser there and they may package it up into a course, right? And I know that's like, oh gosh, if one more person sells a course, I'm going to scream. I get it. A lot of people are feeling like that right now, but there are even more people that are creating courses. Here's the thing. Creating courses is not the issue. There's always an avenue to share your knowledge. But the concern that a lot of people have is that when you have a full course or you really withhold information in order to monetize it in whatever way. And then you put these walls up, whether it's they have to enter in a business email or give you their phone number or pay to access that knowledge. That is where there's some debate. And so there are advantages to ungating your content, your knowledge. I don't want to say your content because your knowledge can come in different in different formats. You can share it just through speaking on a podcast. You can share it in a written format. You can do it in different distribution channels, social media, radio, podcast, video, YouTube, TikToks, right? The list goes on and on. And so you can share your knowledge in multiple ways. The question is whether or not it's good to gate it, which means that people have to give something in return to access it. Now, it's nothing new about this concept. It has been a part of my business model and it still is for certain things because in reality, let's say you're a startup, right? Or you're someone that's really still trying to figure out who your audience is or who your potential clients are gonna be or who is actually engaging with your content regularly. Like that's important to know because sometimes you think it's one group of people And it's actually not them. And so you could be targeting the wrong people in your marketing spend and things of that nature. So sometimes it's just important data to have. And so no one is going to convince me of that otherwise. You have to have some things that people have to complete or somehow identify themselves so that it's helpful to your organization to help them, right? So you have to know certain information about folks in order to make sure that you are providing something of value to them. And so there there are circumstances where you you just have to do it in business. And so with the startups that I work with, and even when we're launching something new or thinking of doing something new in the market as a company, we'll gate some things because we want to see who's interested and who those people are. Do they fall into certain industries? Are they in certain cities? Are they all experiencing the same kind of challenge? And that's why they want to access this this file or this template or this article or paper. 
that's important to know. And so that there are plenty, plenty of cons, I'm sorry, benefits to um, gating your knowledge, but there's also benefits to ungating it, especially on social media. One thing we all hate is, you know, how someone will share an article from a publication, let's say the New York Times or Wall Street Journal, and you click on it and you get to see like the first two sentences. And then it's like, hey, if you want to read the rest of this, pay this subscription price. And you're like, seriously? That is probably one of the annoying things that we encounter on social media. And I believe that when people share those things because they have a subscription, they don't realize that other people can't see it or they didn't even read it themselves. They just saw the headline and they decided to share it, both of which is, is annoying to the people that encounter the content. But when you do have ungated knowledge that you're sharing, it actually removes a barrier, right? It, it makes it less difficult for people to access you, your brand, your learn more about your services, what you're actually an expert in. Like it helps them learn more about you. And so that's important for, especially in this world where people increasingly want to know the people behind the business. And it's one of those things where because everyone is so, so intertwined on social media and, and have these personalities, even behind brands, people want to like the brand that they're doing business with or buying from. And it's kind of one of those things where people don't actually like you, quote unquote, they won't do business with you. And so if you do have ungated knowledge that you're sharing, it does give people insight into how you think what your expertise is, and also gives them a chance to determine whether or not they quote unquote like you, right? And it's not personal in that way, like people don't like Monique, but they may not like the my, my style. They may not, some people just don't like the way you teach. They don't like the way you write. They don't like it. They, everyone has their preferences. And by ungating your knowledge, you leave it open to everybody to learn from you or understand your perspectives, but it also gives them freedom to decide who they want to do business with. And, and, it, and it stops you from chasing after people who aren't interested in your service. So it unlocks an opportunity for possibilities and opportunities with people that engage in the way that they see fit in the way they want to do it and how they want to do it. The problem is when you gate things, people may not want to give out their phone number, right? They may not want to give you their last name. Maybe they just want to give you their first name or they may not want to tell you what company they work for. But when you have a form with required fields where they have to give that information in order to access whatever knowledge it is that you're sharing, that's typically a problem. And it actually decreases your visibility or the visibility of what you're trying to share, of course, because a lot of people are going to say, you know what, I'm really not that interested in that anymore. I mean, why do these people need my phone number in order to share this case study with me or <laughs> share this white paper with me? But when that gate is actually a paywall where they have to enter in money, credit card information, like I just mentioned with the publications, 
that's typically really a stopping point for people to turn around and go to other direction, especially if they don't really know if what's behind that paywall is valuable enough to exchange their money for. Okay. So people work hard, people work hard for the money and they're not really, you you aren't that great that they're like, Hey, I'm going to pay whatever it is to find out what this person has to say. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some people that have that kind of influence and there are people who no matter what some, what brand or what person may drop, whether it's a course or a PDF or whatever, they're going to buy it. That's something that we call like the 1000 true fans theory. If you've never heard of that before, you can go online and just type in 1000 true fans and you'll see what I mean. But basically that concept just says if you can get a thousand people out of all these billions of people on the planet to be your true fans, which are people that basically follow everything that you do, almost everything, and pretty much buy everything that you drop, right? Every product or promotion that you drop, they're they're buying it. Those are your true fans. There is one, I would say, hmm. Maybe I'll call her a celebrity, but I hate to just put people in that category because that's such a negative connotation these days. But there is a celebrity person who started out on social media, basically live streaming. Back in the day, I remember her on Periscope back when Periscope was Periscope was really hot and popping. I used to live stream on there as well and just share knowledge with folks. And some of you who listen to Unpolished MBA may may have first heard of me from there. But that person is Tabitha Brown. And she's just a really sweet personality. Like, she feels very authentic. People really feel like they know her because that is just the way that she talks into the camera. That's the way she types tweets. Like, you could just hear it in her voice when you're reading it. And She's one of those people where just from sharing what she knows or her wisdom, people really feel like they know her. And she not only has a thousand true fans, I would say she has hundreds of thousands of true fans, if not millions, so much that she's been able to create a vegan product line that is now sold at Target. And those products have been sold out like all week just because of her letting down the wall and just letting people know who she is, right? And I don't think she's ever had anything online that you had to pay for to access. She does a lot of vegan cooking and things like that online. She shares a lot about her background with being her health scares, with being sick and and deciding to lead a a vegan lifestyle as far as her eating goes and how it's been transformative. And so people kind of just follow you on that journey, but she shares uh, some personal things, but she also shares some very critical information that can help other people. She shares her knowledge on that topic. And by now, most people, they would have wrapped that up in a course and said, boom, you can have access to this and my 25 recipes for $200 for the, for the low price of $199 or whatever it is. Now, Tabitha has such a strong following that I'm sure she can do something like that and people will buy it. But you have to think about it because not everything that can be monetized is worth 
monetizing because your goal, if you're a business, in sharing things online, especially your knowledge and things of that nature, it's not just, it shouldn't be to just make a fast buck on everything that you package it and sell it. There are a lot of people who do that and more power to them. I'm not knocking their hustle. But I do know when you think about it as far as the long-term game, that is not the best way to do it. There are some folks that are super celebrities, usually like entertainers, right? I'll use Beyonce as an example. I mean, she goes and doesn't give access to, now she's not sharing any knowledge. Let's be clear about that. But she does provide entertainment and she'll go away and like she is not engaging online. She doesn't do any of that. But then all of a sudden she resurfaces when she's trying to sell something. And I'm one of those people who I don't like that. I don't like it. And there's a group of people who are like that. And maybe those people will be fine with you monetizing everything to do with your knowledge and your brand and all of that. But there's a lot of us who are like, no, no, thanks. Like if you can't engage just to be normal, everything about about you can't be about how much money can I spend with you? And I think a lot of people are moving more to that side because there's more and more people that are available online that's sharing a lot of the same knowledge, right? And, and they may feel as if they connect with them more than other people who every time they say something to them, they, wanna, they want $10 or, or whatever it is. And so when you ungate your knowledge and you're literally sharing stuff that you know for sure with people to help them, like really, it's like, this is the wisdom I have or this is the business knowledge I have, and this is what I want to share with you. Maybe you'll take it and, and do something with it, or maybe you won't, but I'm, I'm going to share it with you, and, and really just, just to be helpful. Now, it takes time. It takes money. Every time you share knowledge, especially even right now, recording this podcast, all of it costs money, the software used, the mic used, all of these things, the hosting of the website, the service to distribute it, like all of this stuff costs money. Yes, it costs money to share your knowledge. It's not free. Even if you just share on your phone, that phone costs money. The, the cell phone service costs money. The data plan, like all of that costs something. But just because it costs you something doesn't mean you have to monetize every little penny of it in order to connect with people. Okay, so you have to keep in mind that when you're ungating your knowledge to help people, it helps them have a connection with you. But the other thing is when you're ungating your knowledge to help build trust with people, um, it also shows that you, it demonstrates your competence, right? So if you're sharing knowledge on things that you know a lot about that they may not know a lot about, it helps them understand what you're competent in doing, what your subject matter expertise is. Can they trust it? Sometimes they go back and fact check. And so those, th this is an opportunity for them to really kind of see what your brand is about, what you are really about, and if it's authentic. Also, when you open up your knowledge, you open up opportunities for folks to collaborate with you or to be your customer or to share information about your existence with someone else. Like that alone, you, you, can't, you can't put a price on that. And so 
I would like for everyone to focus on the pros and the cons of doing it, but focus on just providing a way for people to get to know who you are and to gain trust and credibility in the environments where you need that in order to grow and have the most impact in this world with your business or your product or whatever it is that you're serving to the world. And so when I say the world, <laughs> I really mean that because in this, in this time that we're in, your message resonates across all borders, across all oceans, across all countries. And so why would you want to put anything that would interfere with people being able to receive your message or your knowledge across the world? So don't place any restrictions that that aren't there. You don't have any geographic restrictions or anything as far as getting your your knowledge and sharing your knowledge with other people. And if you're in a company or you're starting a company or you run a company right now that leads with Everything, everyone has to fill out a form to receive any information. I would say you should address that issue because it's going to cause challenges to your growth. And especially if you're trying to expand beyond existing customers. So it's going to interfere with your growth. And so that is a strategy adjustment I would suggest you address right now, today, internally, and just start the conversation going. Look and see all the spots where you have some gates to your knowledge or information and see if it's really necessary to be there. And most of them, I think you would remove if you go back and analyze them. I believe this so much that I, I have a few courses that I typically just give to clients and for everybody else, it's like, a, I don't know, some type of minimum fee up there that, that really is insignificant. <clears throat> and what we learned is our clients will complete the course when they know there's a next step that we have to do together. So for example, I have a financial modeling course, a financial forecasting course, and it teaches folks about the basics of financial statements, right? All three of the statements, what's on them, why they're important. I'm going to give you a template to do your own forecast, all of those things. I explain all the components of it. And it's not that long, but, and I don't go into giving you an MBA in it. I give you enough information to build a financial forecast so that you can apply for a loan or so that you can explain how you would spend the funding once funded by an angel or a venture capitalist. Like I give you those fundamentals in that course. Um, and so what we've learned is that people still sign up and don't complete, they pay for it and don't complete it. And that's because they have not identified their next steps yet. So that, that the only way for us to have known that is to do the signups, right? And to test charging for it. And from doing that, we realize our clients, because we have a next step plan for them, they're already engaged with us. And we're like, hey, before we get started on your business strategy, because I know you want to make the most money next year and you want to do all of this and that. Let's talk about strategically how to get there, the expenses and costs you have, your business model, the products you sell, the pricing. In order to do all that, you have to have some basic understanding of the financial side of things. And so that's why we offer the course. Well, 
I'm going to ungate that totally. I'm actually moving it to a whole nother platform and I'm just going to ungate it and anybody can, can take it and, and use it. I think it's knowledge everyone should have anyways. But what I know for sure is people that are really serious about going to the next step in their business. I'm not going to say the next level. Some people are making money just fine. And they, they honestly, they don't know where the money is going because they don't understand the financial statements. But people know how to generate revenue. One thing they haven't learned how to do is how to become profitable. And that's because they don't understand the financial side of things. They know how to sell, but they don't know how operationally inefficient they are. And a lot of that information you get from your financial statements. So I'm actually going to add on to the course some more and I'm going to give it away for free. It's going to be under the TPM Focus brand and you can access it free of charge. We'll see how many people are actually serious about, oh yeah, I, I should know these things, but but I don't. And we'll see. And that's actually still helpful. It's helpful to them, but it's also still helpful to us because we'll know those clients that are serious about the next steps in their business, which is turning that revenue into profitability. So let's take a moment to thank our biggest sponsor of this podcast, TPM Focus, a strategy and execution consulting firm focused on generating revenue and finding product market fit for startups and small to medium-sized companies that are launching a new innovation or entering a new market. In a nutshell, if you're launching a new innovation or into a new market, we'll align your technology, marketing, sales, and customer success with your financial goals to ensure your company makes money while finding and solidifying your place in the market. Head over to tpmfocus.com to see testimonials and reach out if you'd like to work with us. Now, I know I keep talking about all of the the benefits to ungating your knowledge, but there are some cons. Of course, there's pros and cons to pretty much everything. And one of the things I always talk about is how people don't value what they get for free. And sometimes people get mad at me because they're like, well, some people can't afford and this and that. And yeah, yeah I get it. I know some people that can't afford things and get things for free and still don't appreciate it. Like it it really just depends on the individual. So I'll just say, generally, people don't value what they get for free. And that includes access to you. That includes access to your knowledge. That includes everything. People rarely value what they get for free. And now when that's the case, what what happens is it devalues the knowledge that you're sharing. It's like, well, if it's free and everybody can get it, it must not be that important. And I know it's counterintuitive to some folks to give the knowledge away for free because they know that is the mindset. But trust me, there are people who value it, especially if it's something that's not common. If it's just regurgitating what's already out there or what's on Google, then yeah, sure. Like it's just another white paper just with a different company's name on it. And so you have to just make sure that what you're sharing is, has your own spin on it, right? Or I know there's nothing new under the sun, but you want to make sure that either the way you're delivering it or the additional commentary you're adding to it, something makes it unique. Um, 
also it's important because it, it comes in, in your voice and your tone. And sometimes people absorb information or knowledge from some people better than others. And sometimes it's just based upon the delivery where one person may find it valuable. Another person may say, I didn't learn anything from that person. I don't even know what they were talking about. And for those of you who, you know, have done any, let's say higher education as far as college or something. I mean, we've all experienced that where it's like, this professor is terrible. (laughs) And then you got a few folks in a class that are like, oh no, they're pretty awesome to me. I learned so much from them. And it's like, seriously, like that is the same way it is with, with you sharing your knowledge as well, but will have their own opinion and be ready for that. Be okay with that. That's number one. Be okay with everyone not appreciating the free ungated knowledge that you took your time, energy, and money to share, create, and distribute on all of the different channels. The other thing is some folks get really concerned about um, their competitors using their knowledge and repurposing it or using it or passing it off as their own. Now, I'm not a big fan. I'm not concerned about that. Again, as I just said, there's nothing new under the sun. I mean, it's if especially if some things are like common knowledge, then who cares? A lot of times it's about the delivery of it and who is coming from. And a lot of times people trust one entity and not the other. So the other entity could be saying the same thing in a different way or even the same way, but just because they already have a trust of you or your brand or your company, they'll listen to you guys over the other. So I don't think that's a major thing, but when it comes to like real intellectual property trademarks and things of that, of that nature, then yeah, some folks have some concern about that because they're can sharing, ungating all of your knowledge free of charge can lead to some misuse of intellectual property. You can get into legal things for like copywriting infringement and things of that nature. But I don't really hear of that happening much. I'm sure it does. Every publicly traded company has lawsuits, like every single one. So (laughs) no one is exempt from that. And no matter how silly they are and all of that, everyone experiences that that's a publicly traded company. But for those of us that are, that are not publicly traded, small businesses, startups, whatever, those kind of things just, just rarely happen. I mean, it costs more money to prove that someone infringed on you than you, you'd actually even make from going through the whole thing or, or save as far as the other company making money off of your stuff than, than anything. Like it's not even that serious that you, you'll hear of it happening often. But that is, you know, a valid concern for some especially when they have what they consider to be a proprietary way of approaching a problem or a way of looking at something. It's nothing new under the sun. So I don't take that one too deeply. But again, like when you're sharing things and you have a unique standpoint and your competitor then sees it and uses it the same way, then you're like, well, hey, my stuff is not unique anymore. They need to stop doing that. And a lot of times folks will just send like a cease and desist letter to the other organization just so they recognize that, hey, we see you, stop doing that. And that doesn't require a long drawn out court battle, but just understand, I I do get it that that is some folks' concerns, but I think the most important concern, as I've already mentioned, is how some people just will devalue 
the knowledge that you are sharing. People really value pain for things that are exclusive, even when you're, you're giving this away for free. But people take a pride in saying that, hey, I paid for this and this is exclusive to me and for others who can afford to pay for access to this. And again, that's just one of those little quirky things about human nature and really having an understanding of that will help you in your decision making on on this topic. But I couldn't move on without really addressing some of the concerns and disadvantages that folks often voice when people are, especially now, pushing you to ungate everything and some folks are apprehensive about it. Just think about these things that I've mentioned. And with that, I hope to see a lot of your knowledge walls brought down and see a lot of your ungated content even if it's just on LinkedIn. So I hope to see you guys there. Thanks and until next episode, take care. Thank you for listening to the Unpolished MBA podcast. To hear more episodes or to request to become a guest, please visit unpolishedmba.com.